Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of the One Touch Podcast. I'm your host Vuyo as always and today I'm joined by my co-host Jerry to discuss what's been happening in the footballing world in the last month or so. So as you know, legend Steven Gerrard is back in the Premier League as of today. Stevie G! Yes sir, but not back playing for Liverpool or coaching Liverpool but rather coaching at Aston Villa um, so that's really big news to start the, the weekend off with I would say in the international break and as well another legend in the form of Xavi is back in Barcelona as a coach as well it kind of makes me feel old bro that all these guys are you know like guys. back coaching not even that long ago, he was playing for Barcelona. It was, it was only it was six years ago. Yeah, his last game was in 2015 yeah, for Barcelona. Yeah, don't even feel like it's that crazy, long man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But how how are you how are you feeling about that? What are you are you are you happy? Because obviously you're a Barcelona fan as well. Yeah. Are you? Could you say like you're happy with that appointment, or do you think it's a bit too soon? I I had this conversation with the guy I worked with the other day. I'm happy for the appointment because he is a guy that I know Komen is a Barcelona player, but based on his previous appointments, Komen, he really didn't know what he was doing or he had never had a style that he could go to. Mm-hmm. And it was it showed at Barcelona when things got tough, he's sending on Luke de Jong put him up top and spam crosses in mm-hmm. so there wasn't really a place and with Xavi if you look at what he's done at I think it was Al-Sad his former team you can mm-hmm. see he has his players his, the old school pep, that's what he bases his game off of and if he can take that from where he was in Qatar Barcelona team with the amount of talent they have in Nico, Gavi, Pedri, Ansu Fati. This this could be a very very good team in the next. I want to say even two to three years that soon. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. So I mean, we'll definitely be going a bit deeper into you know looking at what Xavi will bring to Barca. That's different, mm-hmm. and how much time we you know. We should give him as fans and also like given the the team he has right now isn't the best so you know we'll, we'll exactly definitely talk, yeah. yeah we'll definitely be talking a bit more about that deeper into the episode today so without further ado let's dive straight into it Right, so first things first, we're going to talk about Antonio Conte mm. to Spurs, Jerry. Yes. You're a Chelsea fan. Mm-hmm. You've had the manager at Chelsea, one-year Premier League. Would you say it's a great appointment for Spurs or are we going to probably going to see the same situation as we did with Mourinho at Tottenham? Um, I don't think it's necessarily the same as when Mourinho was at Tottenham. When Mourinho came to Tottenham, he is, you could see from where he previously was at Manchester United that this isn't the same Mourinho that was at 
Porto, at uh, Real Madrid, at, at Chelsea, even back in the later 2010s, early or later 2000s, early 2010 era, mm-hmm. uh, era. Um, Conte is uh, more, I want to say more, he's fresher. He's used to this this type of football that is played nowadays. Um, he demands a lot more from his players. I think he, he might be one of the, one of the most demanding managers in the world of football at the moment in terms of the work ethic you need when playing his style of football. And um, it'll be interesting to see what, what players at Tottenham will, will get used to his demands and um, who I want to say survives his training regime. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> obviously the first player that kind of comes to mind for myself is Tongin Dombele. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a struggle for him to adjust or even find himself in the starting lineup because, yeah. as we all know, Conte prefers to play a three-five-two formation or yeah. three, uh, three-five-three. Was three-four-three? Sorry, three-four-three. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah three-four-three formation. So I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, what he brings to the club. Uh, what should Tottenham fans expect from his reign as the manager in North London? Entertaining football, I think okay. that's one of one of the one of the top things. You'll depending on what kind of players he has, because I, I know you said talked about Ndombele in yeah. that kind of regime. If he, it'll this will be a big half a season, the next season coming up for him, because if he wants to keep playing in that midfield role, he's gonna have to get his endurance, stamina, work ethic up. Because mm-hmm. I can already see that those two midfield positions being Hoiberg and Skip just because of their defensive minded um, abilities. Conte likes to play. So he has those two midfielders in the middle kind of just going back and forth, up and down, not really attacking because he's got the, that three, four, three formation, those two wingers up top around the, um, striker mm-hmm. kind of coming inwards, and then I get you, you could kind of say it's like Tuchel's 3 4 3, but Conte has more of a acclimatized after enter that 3 5 2 for me. Mm-hmm. So you could even see Indobele sitting behind those two strikers, which you could probably say will be Harry Kane and Human Song, and then either. Doherty or Emerson on that right side and then uh, Regulon on that left side. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. And the one thing I'll be worried about if I was a Spurs fan would definitely be the centre-back position. Because mm. if, we, if we're if we going to involve three centre-backs now, my options would be Romero definitely starting, probably throw in Tangango in there. And then it's going to probably going to be a competition between Sanchez and Eric Dyer. See who wins the third centre back spot. And as far as Conte goes, he has the second highest win rate as a manager amongst um, Premier League coaches who've coached uh, 20 games or more, mm. sitting at 67.1%, only behind Pep Guardiola. So currently, Spurs are sitting in ninth place mm-hmm. with 11 games played, five wins. 
one draw and five losses, minus seven goal difference. How how far up the table do you think um, Conte can bring uh, Spurs? Depending on how fast these players can adapt to a system, mm-hmm. I could see them starting to climb up the table. They, can, I feel like they could get a Europa League spot this okay. year. Yeah. All right. Uh, wait, Europa, Europa, is it five and six only now? Yeah, five and five, six. Five and six. Seventh is the... Um, I yeah. think I think it's still that the qualification to the conference league. No, nah, I got you. I mean, I feel that's fair, but you know, long season to go. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see what happens. I know. No, I, I stand corrected. Only only fifth it, right? in Europa League now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bro. So it's 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 gonna be tough. It's gonna be tricky. Yeah, that'll be tricky for them definitely. And obviously, one of the surprise packages of the season so far. I think we've talked about them. Is David Moy's West Ham team. Mm. Currently sitting in third place. Last weekend, just beat Liverpool 3-2 at home. What a game that was. What a game that was. What indeed. a game. Indeed, indeed. I mean, their last five results, 3-2 win over Liverpool, 4-1 win over Aston Villa, one nothing win over Tottenham, one nothing win over Everton. You know, it's, it's, it's looking very, very positive for the Hammers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a couple of tricky fixtures in their next... Month with uh, City and Chelsea, but um, and obviously they're also playing in the Europa League currently. What do you, where do you see them? You know, going going forward. Um, I think the key for them will be their, well, I, not the key. Their downfall will be their squad depth. Yeah, because when you look at, I know they rotate a lot in Europa League, so or. Yeah, Europa League. So whenever they play, they don't usually have Zuma or um that new that I wouldn't say new, but that right back they that they've relied on for the past couple games. Uh, John, yeah, ben Johnson, Johnson. Ben yeah, Johnson. Ben Johnson, because he's really came up out of nowhere and took Sufal's spot at right back. They usually don't have Zuma or him playing in the uh, at back in Europa League, and unfortunately, in that last game against Liverpool, uh, Bonna did. Uh, get a uh, crucial ligament injury. So yeah. he's out for this season. So they're going to be relying on Issa Diop to step back into the team. I don't think he's played at all this year. Or no, he has. He, he's been one of those um, Europa League players when they yeah. do that squad rotation. So it's going to be him, Craig Dawson, and Issa Diop, and maybe even Winston Reed, who's still at the club. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Would, you, would you say the success this season and last season, I'd say, is down to... Luck, um, individual brilliance, or rather David Moyes being a great manager. Because um, as we all know, after leaving Everton, he ended up going to Man United. Didn't last more than two seasons at the club, unfortunately for him. Ended up going to Real Sociedad, mm. came back to West Ham for, for a short stint, left the club, and then now we find him back at the Hammers. You know what? What would you say the success has been done to though? I think it's just been getting climatized to Moise's how Moise wants them to play. Mm-hmm. I think that's big with every manager at a club. They need time to implement their style. What, what into... would you say? What would you say your style is? Because like I'd be lying if I said I really watch West Ham week in week out. I, so. Yeah, same for me. But I know yeah. um, I can't remember who he had 
you probably know better than this mm-hmm. than me at this. Who his who his front line who he had available at United when he was in there. Yeah, because I mean personally, one thing I really noticed about West Ham is how hard they are to break down as a team, mm. and you know that goes a long way uh, in in being successful in the Premier League. So as far as as forwards go, we know there's uh, Mikel Antonio, who's a menace up front. Yeah, you know that yeah. that that rugged, just exactly running at you, kind of. I, I I don't I wouldn't say he presses, but when he's coming for the ball and when he's coming at the opposition, yeah, trying to get the ball from you, he's going full speed at mm-hmm. you. And right. I I can't imagine that's that's something nice to be caught in a position where you got that this. This hench guy running at you like that, <laughs> just trying to get the ball. That that that's a little scary. And then when you look at their that holding midfield duo of Suchek and Rice, they 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 played together really really well. And when they're getting yeah. the ball back, they're looking to spring it up top. To and and it was key in that Liverpool game when they get the ball back, moving the ball upfield really quick, hit it out to four nows, and then you've got um. And Rama uh, well Antonio Antonio up top, Ben Rama on the on one wing, uh, Jared Bone on the other wing. I'm actually a huge fan of Jared Bone, by the way. Really, and then obviously, yeah, I think I think he's. I don't know how to describe him as a player, but I feel like he has that grit and you know that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Love his left foot as well. So I mean, they seem to have a good balance going on. And, they do. You know, it's it's they really do. gonna be interesting to see how far they go this season. In it, terms it, of the... It'll be key for them in January to get some reinforcements, and especially in those that holding midfield position, where um, because if if, if, Suyuch, if one of Suchek or Rice drops out or loses form for a little bit, then I could see that that part being kind of their downfall. Problematic. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, kind of speaking about surprises as well, um. Arsenal Football Club. Mm. Hey? For they, the Arsenal, they... for the Gunners fans out there, I know you're probably having a, a decent time right now and you're kind of happy for the first time in a long time with Arsenal currently sitting in fifth position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been a re- renaissance of some sorts with the club because going into the fifth week of the league, you guys were sitting in the last five and all of a sudden... You're back up after a convincing win over Aston Villa, a win against Leicester, and recently a win against Watford. And three on the, three exactly, on the trot for three them. Three on yeah. the trot for them, man. And like for me, the biggest revelation of the season for them, and it doesn't really come as a surprise to me at least, is Smith Rowe. Um, you would you would say Smith Rowe? Yes, bro. Yes, I, I would. I would say, and this one is a surprise to me. Aaron yeah. Ramsdale. I mean, he's been a great keeper for them, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. But I, but because my thing is, I think he that um Leicester game, that free kick. Not only that free kick, there was a yeah. couple of there was a couple other saves that he made, and that easily could have been. It could have been three for Leicester. Now, yeah. depending on that, could determine how the rest of the game would go, but. I feel like he he might have saved him early on in that game. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they seem to want and similar to to West Ham. I feel like, bro, they're really hard to break down as a team now, which is really mm-hmm. surprising. You know, 
from the Arsenal we've known the last couple of seasons, who've considered uh, sorry conceded silly goals and made silly mistakes, mm. and you know lost games off off those. And like as I said, Smith Rowe, the season wearing the number ten jersey for the first time, eleven games, four goals, two assists in the Premier League, and he's also notched up a couple of goals in the Europa League and EFR Cup. Um, in recent seasons, and for me, um, it's really going to be a huge season. And he's also earned his first call up to the England squad, by the he way. Did, this, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see how him and, for example, maybe Odegaard start linking up going forward for Arsenal. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll I'll personally play party by himself. Smith Rowe, yeah, especially with Gordon, especially with Xhaka out at yeah. the moment. I mean, um, even even if he was in personally, I... <laughs> yeah, true, true. Because personally, if... yeah, go on, go on, bro. Oh, yeah. my bad. Um, because if good. you play, I would usually back a couple seasons ago, even last season, I was asking Arsenal fans, would you not like Xhaka? in that single holding midfielder role by himself. Because back then you had the likes of, who is it, El, El Nenny with him or Guendouzi with him, and it didn't feel like they really linked up a lot. And I don't think Arsenal have found a holding midfielder two that have really linked up well. So I feel like they should have left one of those guys back there and see if they had a like a, a 10 and an 8 that could link up well further up the field. And I think Smith Rowe and, um, who did we say, Odegaard, yeah. would be those two to link up well up top. Absolutely. So, so, like, in terms of Arsenal's season, what would you say is a realistic goal for them? Looking at the kind of run of form they're on right now and the players they have at their disposal. See, I could say the same thing I said for West Ham in that holding midfield position is what I could say for Arsenal at their centre-back position. Because if you remember those those first three games of the season where Arsenal lost, they didn't have that partnership of Ben White and um, Gabriel mm-hmm. in the back. They had either Mari and Gabriel or, uh, or Holding and uh, Ben White. So if one of those guys were to go out for, say, even five games – five, six games, it doesn't look good for Arsenal. Yeah. So I think they have to get a either – I think a key for them, they could get a more experienced center back. Do you have a and name in mind? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. No. I got you. Uh, the thing – I think this really – I don't think they should have gotten rid of David Luiz ah, last year. I can't agree with that one, man. On For on the was... on the on the experience side, because they don't. They but don't I feel have, like you see, they don't Louis, have Luiz isn't, in that Luiz isn't the type of player to want to sit on the bench. I know that much. You're right. I know that. You're much. right. So I mean, I do get what you're saying. It's 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 a valid argument. I do get it. But as far as David goes, um, yeah, um, I wouldn't be a fan of still having him at the club right now. He's currently playing for Flamingo back mm. back in the Brazilian league now. So I mean, boy, speaking of the Brazilian league, yeah. You, did you see those fans smash <laughs> the, 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 the VAR set? 
bro. Yeah, so destroy that thing. Oh my goodness. Jerry is referring to a club called International International in the Brazilian league who arrivals with Grêmio, and a goal was disallowed for Grêmio against the club. They're currently fighting relegation right now, and the fans stormed onto the pitch and started destroying the VAR section and <laughs> protesting the the disallowed goal. It's been it's been you know oh. I mean it's that's probably one of the most dramatic leagues like oh yeah without a doubt out there oh same thing uh in regards to Grêmio I can't yeah. I, I can't remember who they were playing they lost they <laughs> lost the game and the opposing team brings out these cardboard cutouts of gravestones that that's exactly with, with, what it was with the with the players names on them yeah and it they they it just <laughs> went off from them the the oh my goodness those yeah, things nah. were crazy if you're looking for drama the brazilian league is mm, definitely yeah. one to look out for without a doubt without a doubt but anyway back to the premier league um moving on to my beloved but um, stressful team. Anyway, in regards ah, to that, when you asked when you asked me, yeah, about Arsenal, they're in terms of where they can finish this season. They're not finishing the, above us. Please don't the, say that. Listen, the way you guys are looking right now, no, 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 no. They no, could no. they could challenge for that top four. No, 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 no. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Am I out of pocket for saying that? <laughs> Absolutely. What? All right. Absolutely. Give, give me an explanation on why. I mean, we just have to, more quality, more individual brilliance in our team. And frankly, I do not see Ole lasting the whole season, especially if United gets knocked out before the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We can't go out into the round of 16, get knocked out again. Because I don't see us winning the Premier League. I don't see us winning the FA Cup. We're already out of the Carabao Cup. So, it's going to be another trophy season. We're talking about progress as a club. And there's really nothing to show for it. I have been behind Solskjaer for the past couple seasons. Gotten a lot of stick for it as well. And now, I am just over having him at our club. It's time for United to make a change. As far as who we bring in, I have no clue. But unfortunately, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not the man to take us forward anymore. There's really no excuses. Because the main reason I was behind Solskjaer was the fact that I feel like he's a great man manager. And he's kind of brought that feeling of being united again to the club. But frankly, when it comes to being a tactician, it's simply not working out. And we've seen that in games against Liverpool, where we lost five nothing at Old Trafford, which is unheard of. And then recently, this past weekend, lost two nothing to City. We were our midfield is non-existent. There was no the, the game was done in the first twenty five minutes. I was gonna say, you know, you were lucky that it was only two 0 right? Exactly, exactly. So yeah. you know. As I said, I've been behind him, but now it's just not looking good because 11 games played, five wins, two two draws, four losses. Like, you know, in the top seven, we're the team with the most losses currently. Mm. So our goal difference is not looking too great. 
you know, our Champions League campaign has been shaky, being saved by Ronaldo twice already this season. So that I mean, might it's... that might go down to the last day on that that Champions League. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, yeah. As far as United fans out there, I don't know what you guys think, but please be sure to share your opinions with us. But as far as I go, and this team, Solskjaer, um needs to leave. I hear that. Um, <sighs> let's. It gets a bit personal, but you know what I mean, man. <laughs> it gets a bit personal, but I, I can't do it anymore. I really can't. I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised he lasted this long. I mean, I've, he's done some. He's done some good things. No, but I, like, even like, I feel like if I was a United fan, I would have been done after the Europa League final last year. But that was De Gea's fault in a way, though. Because nah, I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of know Villarreal is not is not is not an easy team to to beat. I know, but you can't blame that on De Gea. That, I mean, like, he missed he missed the penalty, didn't save a single. It, the th- so, that's it, on him, bro. Shouldn't I, have I hate to, to say it, it? Shouldn't have to get to that point to a You're goalkeeper right. taking a penalty. You're right. Really? You're right. And but I understand. Beca- but that's partly because he didn't save a single that, one as well. I, that's what I was going to say next. <laughs> I, I understand he didn't save one, but that's not that's not him. He doesn't save penalties. Yeah, but anyway. Hey, United, I'm no, I'm, we're not going to get into project, projecting this season and all that other good stuff. One, one team I want to do put a finger on before we leave the Premier League. Um, can, I, can I guess? Uh, go ahead. Palace? No, actually, nah, I was going to say the uh, newly appointed Brentford, Eddie Howe. Oh, Eddie Howe to okay. Newcastle United. Go on, let's hear it. Who's still? They're the only team they, in the oh, Premier the League without a win. Without a win. Yeah, but with Eddie Howe coming in, I was going to ask you your opinions on what do you wait, think of that appointment? Isn't that crazy though? Like eleven games, not a single. Win, bro, and they're and still not, not in last, not last yeah, place. Not in last place. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Now football's oh. bad, but um, as far as Eddie Howe goes, um, I'm a fan of him as a manager. I think he mm. did great things with Bournemouth because obviously he brought them up from League One. Actually, not even the Championship. League yeah. One, they were deducted 18 points in League One. Brought them up into. The championship fought their way into the Premier League. He kept them up there for five consecutive seasons. So, as far as his project now and challenge to keep West, uh, Newcastle up, it's going to be a tricky one. I was reading something earlier today, though, that said the board at Newcastle is already willing to back him going into the January transfer window. That's good. Um, so, that's surely good news for him and exciting. Um, the main problem I've kind of noticed with Newcastle is the fact that most of their backline is really old. Old. Yeah. So, okay. listen, they, I can say, if any of you don't know, I love Football Manager. Love yeah. some Football Manager. Tried managing Newcastle. Yeah. As soon as I saw that backline age, I don't think exactly. there's anybody under 27, 28. Exactly. So, you know, obviously, that's probably a main priority going into the transfer window. Mm. Um, he signed a contract till 2023. And, you know, it's going to be really fascinating to see. First, I, the main thing for them this season, without a doubt, is just to survive. Yeah. 
Okay. At this point. Yeah. yeah. It's really just to survive and then stay in the Premier League and then going into next summer, invest a bunch more and see. I think a mid-table finish next next year will be realistic and then mm-hmm. just kind of build from there. Um, But as far as your question goes, I'm a fan of Eddie Howe. I hope he does well at Newcastle. It's probably one of one of the biggest, you know, stories to keep up with in, in the Premier League. And, you know, just to finish up on the Premier League right now, we're going to talk about Aston Villa as well. Because, um... Stevie G. Stevie G, exactly. Stevie G, you manager at the club. What can Aston Villa fans expect from the former Liverpool player? Okay, so managed four seasons at Rangers. He was actually going into his fourth one while well, he's in the middle of his fourth one currently. Mm. His win percentage is 64.4, which is pretty great. But given, you know, the state of the Scottish Premier League, you don't really expect anything less. Um, style of play. Let's talk about that real quick. He, I've watched a couple of Rangers games. Really patient team, build up from the back, um, and he seems to know what he wants his players to to do. And given the squad that Villa have, I don't think it's a bad squad at all. Honestly, it's definitely not. Definitely you know what I'm not. saying? He's inheriting a, a decent little squad with potential to do much more, but sitting in. 16th place right now, three wins, one draw, seven losses, minus six goal difference. Mm. Would the challenge be to stay up or maybe mid mid table? So I think mid table would be the challenge for him. Okay. Somewhere somewhere in that 11th to or 12th to 9th position Mm -hmm. would be realistic. Because if, if you look at the squad, they have a pretty good squad I, yeah, I know they sold Jack Grealish last year but you look at the likes of I think Tyro, that was great Tyro. I think that was great business honestly well 100 mil no, great business if you look at the likes of Tyron Mings he's an England international the experience they have in that back line with bringing back Ashley Young um, Douglas Louise John McGinn in the midfield position, even marvelous Nakamba. Um, hey, shout out! This, hey, this shout, is out a, shout out! You know he's Zimbabwean. Bro? Yeah, Zimbabwean. Hey, I know. Shout, I know that's hey, your boy. Shout out! Shout out! This is a this is a very it's a very good squad he's inheriting. Right. Their acquisitions of Wendia and um, Danny Ings, Leon Bailly last yeah. year or this season. And then you look at the player like Trezeguet, who hasn't even played this year. I think he's injured. He hasn't even touched foot on the pitch this year. So, yeah. What, what they, do you think? They, what do you think the problem has been this season, though, so far? Because I know what it. Well, I well, I have a, an opinion. At least. I I have an opinion as well. Mm-hmm. Go They're on. used to having that one player that can make stuff happen for them. Don't you think? Because, I mean, going into the season, I thought Bundia was the perfect, perfect mm. replacement for him. Yeah. And they could still kind of depend on him to create chances for the team. Because I think they have a dependent, they have dependent goal scorers in Ollie Watkins and 
Danny Ings. Danny Ings, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean. But I think another thing is when you bring in that many players. Yeah. You really have some to time, find. Yeah. yeah, you really have to find their style, get used to their styles of play and where they're at on the pitch and what kind of what kind of passes, what kind of where they're at and all that. So I think it'll – and especially when Stevie G comes in, that's a whole nother up, I think, because they added four or five players, and then on top of that with the new manager, it's going to take them a while to figure everything out. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, I hope Steven – I still think – Skulls is a better player than him. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we're not going to get into that. I was just being cheeky, but you know, um, I hope he does well at, at Villa, and mm. then hopefully ends up at Liverpool at some point. That would be a uh, nice, yeah, that would be good. Nice little feel-good story. But um, you know, wrapping up on the Premier League, um, we're just going to leave it at that for now. Mm. We're going to move on to La Liga. La Liga. Where we have Real Sociedad and David Silva currently sitting in first position, surprisingly. Um, what do you think the success this season has been down to, my man? I'm not sure. I haven't really watched a lot of Sociedad this year. All right, so I'll give you a, a, a few stats real quick. So the goal difference is currently nine. They've conceded 10 goals, scored 19, compared to Madrid, who scored 28. So they've basically scored uh, nine less than Madrid, okay? And then conceded less, though, than Madrid. The only team in the top seven who've conceded less is Sevilla, which is to be expected. So I definitely want to give a lot of credit to their defensive effort. Um. Because they've been a really solid team, you know. Because one thing I've noticed about them as well, they stay very compact and always make it hard for teams to create opportunities outside the box and just have a free, you know, shot at goal. So Sociedad also competing in the Europa League. I think that might be the downfall at the end of it all because it's going to be hard for them to keep up that form in both competitions mm-hmm. due to the squad. De- sorry, to the squad depth. And we have Madrid sitting in second place, Sevilla in third currently, Atleti in fourth, and your beloved Barcelona Football Club. Awesome. Don't worry about that. In ninth position. Well, we got twenty something more games to go. Okay, okay. You feeling confident? I think I think we'll be fine. Okay, where do you think you end I up? Think we'll be fine. Top four. I'm realistic. Um, I'm not. I'm not um, gonna say. I'm not gonna say title challenge or any of that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go against you on that one. What I don't are you think, thinking? I think. Fifth, I think fifth, fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. Yeah, fifth or sixth. And honestly, as we said earlier on, Javi been appointed this past week as the new Barcelona coach after Barcelona fired Ronald Koeman. Mm, um, unfortunately, it, it, it was. It was. It was. But as much as I want Xavi to have a you know good start and succeed in Barcelona, I do not think this was the right time to take the job because he's... Barcelona as a club in general, not even on the pitch. Off, oh, the, yeah. pitch. off the pitch. Yeah, is... too, too many, too many, too many bad things going on at the club mm-hmm. right now. 
And I feel like that's definitely going to affect the way the season ends up for them. Um, but yeah, man, is there anything specific you want to talk about in La Liga right now? Um, no. Realistically, I think it, nothing really big has changed. Yeah. Um, I think everyone ex- I, I, I wouldn't say everyone expected. I think Barcelona fans would have expected this kind of start, knowing what we know about how last year went and then how Ronald Koeman and losing Messi and all that. So hopefully bringing Xavi in is a little boost and we can start off well. I know we'll probably have some kind of down period from now to the end of the season, but get a good enough run to make it into that top four position. Do you think we're going to be able to see um, the Tiki Taka style? At least that's what I'm guessing we're going to be seeing from Xavi because in a quote in his first press conference, he said the only way you can win football games is by playing well. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, he's definitely. not wrong. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everyone wants to play well, but <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, I, think, I think he can get it out of them. When you look at the player he was at Barcelona, and the players that are currently at Barcelona, a lot of academy players that have come up through the ranks in the past year, these are kids that looked up to him. Mm-hmm. And they they knew what it was about because they taught that philosophy from Johan Cruyff down through all of La Masia. So this is what some of those kids grew up playing. So I think him coming in and those kids, those youngers, you look at Fatih Pedri, Gavi, even the likes of Sergi Roberto, who was a youngster when Xavi was playing. And even Eric Garcia, he was at the academy when Xavi was there. So even the talks of Carlos Puyo offering his services to Bars to to Xavi and helping talks, coaching. Talks of Dani Alves coming talks back of Dani to Alves play. Coming back in. to do a player coach type in January. Jeez, I could, if, how, how do you, how do you feel about that one? I feel like that that could be very good, not only for Barcelona as a whole, but for Serginho Dest. Yeah. And if he can get a little bit of that style of play off of uh, Danny Alves, then I I cannot complain. It might be one of the best fullbacks in the history of the game, so I'm not opposed to that at all. No, I hear that. And I mean... As I said, they're sitting in ninth position right now, but mm. they're only six points off the top four. So yeah, it's really not far gone. But it's a matter of um, can they stop making up um, for that lost time and um, games that they've really let go? Of because especially the last game uh, against Salta Vigo. Yeah, that 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 one. I, I I watched the beginning of that game, then they went up three nothing, and then. Unfortunately, Antu Fati went down with another injury, and I, I I don't know what it was about that, but I said, "This is not good." Yeah, and leading leading three leading three nil at fifty second minute, bro. Yeah, I'm back in tie three three. Went downhill from there. I also want to point out, I don't know who who the head physio is at Barcelona, <laughs> but they need to be they need to be sacked. Someone just take him out of there, drag him out. That's because... that's a bit aggressive, don't you think? Bro, Dembele came back for not even a whole game, and he's out again already. 
Oh, Usman, Usman, Usman. Oh, man. It's going to be interesting because, I mean, Xavi did say that um, signing or pinning down, sorry, Dembele to a new contract is one of his most important things to do at the club. So, I mean, he definitely sees a future with the player. For sure, for sure. But that's another thing I personally don't agree with. I think if I was Xavi, I would be letting him go, bro, because Dembele time and time again has proved to be a liability for the club. It's costing the club a lot of, lot of money because by the time he tries to sell them with all these injuries, it's going to be for pennies. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's just see how it goes. Let's just we'll see, see how, how it goes. goes. Yeah, we'll we'll assess it again near the end of the year. All right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And quickly shifting our focus to League Ur, where things don't really seem to be surprising besides the fact that Leo... Last year's champions are currently sitting in 12th position. Um, lost a bunch of their players, lost yeah. their manager. So, I mean, it kind of doesn't I really... Think, I think it was expected. Yeah, but I feel, like, I feel like 12th is a bit too harsh, man. Eh, 12th is a bit too bad. Let's look... Okay, let's look at it. Who... They lost their manager, first of all. that That's the head of the squad. That's what got them to that position in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, let me Look, pull up real quick how, what, who the players that they lost. I mean, the one main player that, that I know they lost was Sumari to Leicester City, mm. who was a big loss. But besides that, I really can't say anyone who's notable. Um, I mean, we know Burak Yomas is a bit old now, which is okay. But surprisingly... The main problem has been conceding goals. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. I know another problem. They lost Magnon to AC Milan. I yep. think that's, that, that's, that's the biggest it. problem. That's, that's the biggest it. problem. That's it. I knew there was someone else. Yeah. I knew there was someone else. That, yeah, he, he, because he kept, um, didn't he keep the most clean streets last year? Bro, he going, kept, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. In, in the league, yes. Because, and as well, because I know Davis has scored, I think, nine goals in the first 13 games of the season. So, mm-hmm. in terms of scoring, they're not, they're not suffering. Mm-mm. It's the, it's the backline. It's, it's the defense that's been letting them down. That's yeah. the problem. That's the problem. Can they turn it around, you feel like? What's, I, for, what's um, going? I think, I, I, in terms of turning it around, I think they can finish in the top 10. Okay. But, yeah. I think last year was one of those miracle season things. Yeah. I don't see them getting back into like that, that top four position. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But I mean, as we said, nothing really surprising in the league. Um, mm. PSG sitting in first comfortably, 10 points ahead of the pack. 11 wins, one draw, and one loss in 13 games. Messi hasn't really... Um, Found his form yet, but that's that's to be does expected. He, does he I need like. to? Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, people, he's doing it for them in the Champions League. Yeah, a lot of but... people have been talking a lot of smack about that, but I mean, it's 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 okay for me. He he'll yeah. he'll find it soon. It's messy. Yeah, it, it'll happen. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, the surprise pack of the season probably Leds, who finished seventh last season, currently second. So you know, it's. It's a nice little league to keep your eyes on. If you're same, old. same old, same old. Yeah, if you're neutral, if you're neutral. And then 
moving on to the Bundesliga with Bayern sitting in first place. Similar situation to Liga. Comfortable with 28 points. 40 goals scored in 11 games. 40 goals scored in 11 games. The second closest team is Dortmund with 28 goals. So that kind of just tells you the story of the Bundesliga this season. I think Bayern are just going to run away with it as always. Um, A bit disappointing, but not really disappointing, is Leipzig sitting in fifth place. Five wins, three wins. Sorry, five wins, three draws and three losses. New manager Jesse Marsh, who came from Salzburg. Um, Yeah, man. uh, You know, it's... It's going to be interesting, though, I feel like. Because Leipzig have been finding form recently. Um, beat Dortmund 2-1 in last week's game. Very entertaining game. If you have time, I would definitely recommend you to watch those highlights. Um, but yeah, man. Bundesliga, as I said, same old situation. Anything you want to talk about, Jerry? No. other um, Four points ahead. Bayern are. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say watch out for Dortmund because <laughs> yeah, yeah I would ha- Holland, Holland's out till 2022 um, Gio Reyna's out their defense is I mean, you know how I feel about the defense yeah so I mean yeah as Jerry said I wouldn't say watch out for them I think Bayern are going to comfortably we probably say this every episode as well Bayern is yeah. going to win this so run away with it yeah. again we don't know, waste any time on that mm-hmm. um the Serie A table. This one's gonna be a good one to watch. Oh yeah, this so will be a, this will be one to watch till the end of the year. Yes, definitely, guys. You need to pay attention to Serie A. Currently, Napoli sitting in first place, equal on points, identical record with AC Milan. Both teams ten wins, two draws, no losses, thirty-two points each. Hmm. Separated by a goal difference. Jezza, talk to me. Talk to me. What do you what do you see happening in Syria? Milan and Napoli. I feel as if Milan are gonna be the ones to be the make it the best out of these two. So you think Napoli's gonna fumble it again? I think so. I really hate to see that. Really hate to see that. But I hear you. Um Personally, I think the saving grace will be the fact that, uh, as we previously uh, sorry previously said, Mike Magnon came from Lille, currently at AC Milan. He got injured two weeks ago, so that's going to be a big miss for AC Milan's backline, and I think that might be the difference going into the rest of the season. Um. And I think Inter Milan could be able to make up that gap. Seven-point gap between second and third, AC mm. and Inter. Um, and then the beloved and notorious Juventus. And let me recommend something on Netflix real quick for all the football lovers, including you, Jerry. I probably haven't told you about this, bro, but you should What's watch. Netflix? What's on Netflix? Uh, bro, you're going to love this one. It's called Bad Sports. Uh, soccer gate it's about the scandal with juventus in 2004 when they got really yes bro yes yes you need to watch that it's crazy it's i didn't know that was a thing bro 
It is crazy. As I said, guys, if you're into politics and crazy stuff, you should definitely watch Soccer Gate on Netflix. Bad sport, Soccer Gate. It's on the Juventus 2004 scandal that saw them relegated into Serie B because of match fixing. Crazy. Bro, you're going to love it, I'm telling you. Right, God, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yes, cool. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. check that out later. <laughs> right. But anyway, Juve currently sitting in eighth position right now. 18 points. A mile off the top. Mm. Um, they brought in Allegri. Thought that would change their fortunes. But unfortunately, it doesn't look that way. Um, I'll say they're probably in the same situation as Barca, yeah? Well, I think so. I think, I think I think I think Barcelona is a lot worse than you. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about in terms, you... of, in terms of finishing the top four, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they definitely have the the quality to finish above. above ah, but at the same time, bro, I don't I don't and, I don't and... think they have the quality, bro. I don't think really they have the quality. Yes, bro. Because look, because the problem with UV I've noticed is their midfield. Yes, they got Locatelli, but for me. He's the only good player in, in the midfield. I, no disrespect to Weston McKinney, mm. but Juve was just a step too far for the youngster coming from Schalke to being thrown into the deep end. He's played well, though. He's played well, but... He has, but no, I, I don't think it's been good enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Melo, ever since he left Barca, he didn't even want to leave Barca. He did. That was, that, yeah, that was all fine. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. So now it becomes an issue of are these players actually happy to be playing for this club? You know, and then the back line, we have Bonucci and Chiellini, all above 35 years of age. So it's... Yeah. And and with the way last year went, uh, apparently from reports, it's looking like the lit is looking to move away from Juventus in the summer. Exactly. With a couple of Premier League teams looking into him, so I don't think that helps their problem anymore. Right. So you know, it's there's a lo- there's a lot going on with Juve, and as I said, I think a top four finish would be just like last season. I think they clinched top four in the s- second to last. Yeah, last second day, to last. Exactly. Exactly, bro. I was watching that game. I think they won four nothing, mm. and that's what that's exactly the scoreline they needed to win by as well. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty crazy. And finally, last but not least, we're going to be talking about the Champions League and what's been going on there. Um, we've got Liverpool, we've already qualified to the next round. They were supposed to, supposedly in the group of death with Porto, Atletico and AC Milan, but they have won four out of four games. Um, Ajax as well. Leading the pack in their group with Dortmund, Sporting, and Besiktas. They won four out of four. Playing some beautiful football along yeah. with it as well. Shout out to uh, Anthony. Yeah, Brazilian no, winger. I, wa- I watched their, their last game and he was again against Dortmund and he was just controlling the whole game. No, nah, absolutely. You see, I think he's going to leave. I think I accepted the fact that he's going to leave. But it's, you know, it's just not a factor of where is he going to go. Mm hmm. Where's he gonna go? Um, you know what would be a you know what I think could be a good move for him. Where to? Liverpool. Uh, I don't think he's because when you look at he's, he's not gonna play consistently. That's the problem. The th- no, the thing is, um, with Mo Salah 
and his contract situation. They, they're nah, nah Salah's gonna sign again, bro. Like, really? You think where's, so? Where's he gonna go? <laughs> where's he gonna go? Real Madrid? Yeah. I wouldn't, nah. Don't put it past him. Because if if you're gonna get Mbappe on a free, why not get Anthony Madrid? Because they've already got uh, two Brazilian youngsters on the wing there. I, I think you can fight. You can fight it through Rodrigo. Through Rodrigo, I mean, yeah, I would yeah. I would take most solid there at the moment, honestly. I hear that. I mean, I I, I like that one, but I, I don't yeah. see Salah leaving. I think he's comfortable in Liverpool. Yeah, gonna sign a new contract. You know how the drama always goes; they always end up signing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Champions League's been good so far. Surprise packages, I'd say, are Salzburg leading their group. And even though Sheriff has lost two games, they've been playing some yeah, decent man. stuff. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'd like to see them in the Europa League, even even if they get knocked out of the Champions League. Right. Been well, I think I think they're stuff. safe. No, they're not safe from the fourth place yet. Yeah. Because Shock nah. can still win. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, but I mean, no, nah, I think they're safe. I think they're safe because Shock has six. Shock has one point. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff is six on six. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think they'll be fine, bro. I think they'll be fine. But um, in terms of disappointments, I'd say United, even though they're leading their group, it's being poor. As I said, that's a bit personal for me. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I think another disappointment could be Sevilla. They're currently um, bottom of their group. Yeah. But, struggling. Exactly. But only only two points behind Wolfsburg, who are on five points. That's actually a tight yeah, group. Yeah, very tight group. Two game weeks to go. It's going to be tough, tough stuff. But yeah, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, my boy? No, I think we touched on everything. I think the main thing I was going to bring up was those Brazilian incidents. But yeah. Yeah. That no. all got taken care of. Um, Yeah, for now, I think we're good. Right, so for the next two weeks, I'd say the main thing we're looking forward to after the international break is the Ballon d'Or announcement on the 29th of November in Paris. Have we talked about this, Jay? I don't think we have. Not Okay, yet. so not, I mean... Definitely not today and not in the past couple segments either. All right, perfect. So, I mean, for me, the top three are Messi, Lewandowski, and... Kareem Benzema, who are you gonna take between those three? I'm, you know what I'm doing. I'm taking out Benzema and putting Mo Salah in there. Ooh. You know what's crazier? Jeez, you know what's crazy? You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what's crazier? I can't. I can even take out Messi and pull out put Salah in there. I I think I think that's that that's that's, that's more realistic. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think I think if we put Salah, Benzema, and Lewandowski, Lewandowski. yeah, I think that's out really of, fair. Out of those three, I would. I'm giving it to Benzema oh, honestly. Know. I think if you give it to Benzema or Lewandowski, either way, it's fine. I could say Salah, but his thing has most his his thing has mostly been. These past couple months, exactly. Um, Whereas these past these two have been going at it for the yeah. Last Le- Le- Lewandowski should have had one last year. I don't know why they decided not to do one. That was that's still not sitting right with me. But yeah, I, I can. I see Lewandowski winning it, man. 
Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. fair as well. He deserves it. He's been a gold machine last 18 months. Yeah. Um, playing in the football of his life. But anyway. What about, what's it, golden, gold, young, your golden young boy? Who all is in there? I think um, Bellingham is in there. Oh, Bellingham, Pedri. That, that's, that's my pick is uh, uh, Pedri. I think there was a couple more in there. Let's look at it real quick. All right. So this Mus- is Musiala. So this is, this is the shortlist, yeah. I'm going to give you my three who deserve it. Mm. So Bellingham is one of the three. Um, ooh, it's, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the list right now as well. Gravenbeck is in there as well. Greenwood is in there as well. Musiala, as you mm. said, Pedri is in there as well. Fati, Ansu, uh, I feel like these injuries have just yeah. The, no, I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to to win it. Hey, my star boy is in there as well. Florian Vertz. Yeah, I um, think he was missing. I wouldn't say missing. I just don't think he got the opportunities at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you know, I think really if, I think if Pedri, I think if Pedri had won the the. Uh, the Euros with Spain, I'll definitely have said Pedri. Um, so now it's just a matter of um, cheese, man. That's my pick. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take Pedri. Yeah, for me, him or Bellingham. Mm. Him or Bellingham. Just whoever wins, I'm, I'm really fine with that. I don't mind. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, that is that for today. Jezza, you have anything else to add, my boy? Barcelona fix up. <laughs> Columbus I'll, crew fix up. I'll be sure. That's it. <laughs> I'll be sure to send that message to you. Nagby, Zarena, and yeah. yeah. No, but hey, guys, as always, thank you for tuning in to the One Touch podcast today. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will be coming up with much more content in the next couple of months. Jezza?